How do you take on digital marketing for your business? One bite at a time. Hey there, and welcome to the Pancake Digibytes podcast, where each week we share tips and tricks for successful digital marketing and interview other business owners about their learning moments and successes with marketing. Here now, your host. Hey everybody, Rihanna M. Hill here, having breakfast with Danny Lynn. Very excited for this interview with this wonderful woman today. Danny Lynn is a passionate storyteller who helps companies focus on people. By day, she's a marketing strategist at Google, and by night, she develops communication strategies for clients, travels the world on a shoestring budget, and chases after her wildly ambitious personal goals. She's also a multi-passionate human, Beyond working in strategy, Danny is a four-time author, digital nomad, doctoral student, and founder of the hashtag side hustle movement. She was named to the 2020 list of 100 most innovative entrepreneurs and has been interviewed or quoted on Forbes, Bustle, Business Insider, Cosmopolitan, Digiday, The Every Girl, Girl Boss, and many more. So without further ado, hey Danny, how are you today? I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. We're really thrilled to have you here and learn more about your story. I'm so excited. So let's kick this off with a very important question. How do you like your pancakes? (laughs) It's a great question. There's this restaurant in Chicago. Well, it's actually a whiskey bar. Um, But on Saturdays and Sundays, they do brunch and they do peanut butter and jelly pancakes. And was weirded out at first, but they're actually really phenomenal. They make the jelly into a syrup, and the peanut butter is, like, baked into the uh, batter. It's really good. That sounds incredible. I might have to figure out how to make those myself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell us a little bit about who you are as a person. What makes you, you? Oh, my gosh. Um... So I'm an eight wing seven on the Enneagram and the eight is the challenger and the seven is the adventurer. And that really sums it up. Uh, I will do just about anything for a plane ticket. (laughs) I really, really believe in things. And when I believe in things, I can be like stubborn to the point of frustration (laughs) about those things. Um, I'm passionate about good quality art, uh, interesting music, um, cheese, even though I'm lactose intolerant, um, all the good things that matter. Absolutely. Cheese is fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Well, go ahead and tell us a little bit more about your business. Yeah. So as you said, I have a nine to five working at Google in uh, a very traditional sales role. Uh, which is funny because when I interviewed to work at Google, I told my interviewer that I wasn't a salesperson and he asked me how I had been making a living as an entrepreneur then. Um, <laughs> but in, yeah, yeah. But in my, uh, my business that now runs five to nine, the business is called Focused on People. Uh, in 2020, we shifted to be exclusively focused on what I call employee or company marketing. Um, So either internal engagement, like employee engagement, uh, employee surveys, um, rolling out something. So like if they're about to roll out a new email system, working on the communication for that, 
or customer-focused marketing through the lens of corporate social responsibility. So not the traditional product launches and those sorts of marketing, but more focused on getting the companies like doing good and caring about people message out there. Wow, that sounds fantastic and very interesting too. Yeah, yeah. I previously had done all kinds of marketing uh, and I have a master's in HR. My doctorate is in HR. And so I narrowed it down to this sort of niche and it's working really well. Awesome. Yeah, those focuses can can be wonderful. Yes. Um, Well, I'd love to know, how did you get started in this? (laughs) It's a good question. Um, So when I was 14, I was in high school. Um, and as all good stories start, I was dating a boy and uh, his dad was running for uh, election or re-election in Congress. And at the time I wanted to be pre-law, like I was going to go to pre-law and then I was going to go to law school and I was going to be a judge someday or a politician someday. So his dad asked me if I wanted to do uh, summer work with him working on youth voter marketing. And I was like, yes, how cool would it be to go into college already having done some pre-law or political science related work? Um, But he structured it not like an internship or a summer job, but more like freelance. Uh, I negotiated my rate. I decided what my work project was going to be. I let him know when I was available and I got bitten by the bug. And so after that summer, I built a business and he referred me some clients. I found some clients and 12 years later, please don't do the math. um, It's still a thing. That's wonderful. What an exciting way to get started. Yeah. Yeah. It worked out really well. How fun. That is a bug that definitely bites us all at one point or another. Yes. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, since you've been going from the beginning, What has been one of your favorite memories so far? Oh, gosh. I actually think one of my favorite memories was the first creative, like, entrepreneur conference I attended. So for the first, like, seven years of my business, I hadn't even heard of this online creative entrepreneur space. And I was going it alone, and all of the people that I knew were entrepreneurs were 20 to 30 years older than me and ran brick and mortar businesses. Um, So I went online to try and find community, found community, found this conference, went to this conference. And I just remember how much it changed my life. I went from being the youngest person in the room by 20 to 30 years to being in the younger, the youngest person in the room by just five or 10 and found business owners that also ran their businesses completely online and were doing the things that I was doing. And it, there's, there's nothing more exciting than finding your people. Oh, absolutely. And that connection with folks who understand what you're doing is so powerful. Yes. How fun. I love that. Well, with these types of conferences and what you've been doing, uh, this may have changed or evolved over the years, but what does it mean to you to be a business owner? It's a good question because I've been, I've been just about every shade of business owner. I've been like a hobby business owner that is barely or not even turning a profit. I've been a full-time entrepreneur. Now I'm a 
side hustler that works more than I should. Um, I think for me, being a business owner is not something about your business, rather like it's a set of characteristics. Being a business owner is like untenable, like initiative, right? Because building a business means figuring it out for yourself, means like doing the research, building a thing, um, bootstrapping from the beginning because you don't have the money to hire all of the people that can help you uh, living on Google, figuring out like how to pay taxes that first year or what does bookkeeping mean? Um, so for me, like being a business owner is just having this like unstoppable initiative. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. Cause there's always going to be something that pops up that you don't know how to do or, or some new thing you got to figure out. That's, that's a great explanation. Yeah. Love that. Let's uh, go ahead and get into the sticky stuff now. <laughs> what have been some of the major challenges in your business that you've had to overcome or perhaps you're still working on? Uh, I, I kind of grew up parallel to my business, right? My business started when I was 14 years old. And so I, I, I got my first credit card on a college campus, as a lot of us do. And struggled with what that access to quote unquote free money can do for your life. Um, I struggled with finding my own self-identity while also building my business and allowing those two to become way too intrinsically linked and then having to do the work of unlinking my business identity from my identity. Um, I've made a lot of mistakes. Like point blank, if there is a mistake that a business owner can make, I've made it. Um, I've been audited by the IRS because I completely missed submitting like $10,000 on my taxes. Um, it's been, it's been crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of those mistakes are where we learn a lot of the best lessons and, and really improve. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and as much as initiative is important, those, those mistakes taught me that initiative pairs best with fact checking <laughs> <to make sure laughs> that the information that you're feeding yourself is accurate. Fair point. That's a, mm -hmm. that's a really good thing, especially in this information age, you know, you can Google search anything that you want and find just about any information, but anyone can also publish just about anything they want either. So I totally agree that importance with that fact checking is huge. Perfect. Um, so another question with being a bit of a marketer here is what are some of the challenges that you've had with marketing specifically? It's a good question. I, being a marketer and needing to market your business ends up in the classic cobbler's shoes situation. Uh, been there, done that, still do that. I also, I let go of all social media platforms before it was cool to not be on every social media platform. Uh, and I really struggled with the the conversations of, oh, you're a marketer and you're not on every social media platform. 
oh, you're building this business, you're helping me with my Pinterest because that's where their conversions were coming from, but you haven't personally used Pinterest in a year. Um, so I think that's the biggest one because I let go of being on Pinterest and Twitter and Snapchat for business years ago. <laughs> and, um, I still work on those platforms for, for clients. So that's been the biggest one. Sure. Yeah. That's a, that's a very bold move to make in this stage of the marketing game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, are there any big wins? Oh gosh. Yeah. I think the first time I got my first corporate client, I cried. Um, I remember quitting my job at Whirlpool and then Whirlpool turning around and becoming my client. And I remember the validation that that made me feel. Um, there, there have been some big wins. The first time that I took a stage as a speaker, the first time that I published a book, it's been, it's been a wild ride. Like looking back at the past 12 years, I've lived a lifetime just in the span of this business. Absolutely. Those are a lot of lifetime achievements there. Yeah. That's got to be a lot of wins for sure. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's shift gears here a little bit. You've mentioned some of these, uh, but I'd love to talk more about some of your first jobs that you've had. Yeah. Who were they and how have those helped you in this journey? My first ever job uh, was actually, my mom made me one summer, I was like 12 or 13, she made me do a summer of like job shadowing other people's jobs. Um, and the very first job I did that summer in that job shadowing, I got paid to do all these jobs. But the very first job I did was I spent three weeks working with one of my teachers who doing during the summer ran an asphalt laying company. Wow. Um, <laughs> I spent three weeks laying asphalt, like on roads and driveways and parking lots. Uh, so that was technically the first ever job I got paid for. That summer, I also worked in an embroidery shop. I also worked in a chocolate shop. Uh, I did a lot of cool jobs, each for three weeks at a time throughout the whole summer. Um, my first long-term paid job was McDonald's. I started at McDonald's in high school. And by the time I graduated college, I was a shift manager. Like I went up from crew member to crew trainer to shift lead to manager. Um, and then I've had internships. And I worked at H&R Black in college too, doing taxes, which actually really helped me and my business. Spending 70 hours a week helping people do their taxes taught me a lot. Um, I've, I've done it. I, the only thing that I've never done is I've never been a server. Uh, and my boyfriend is an ex server and he says that I missed out on some pretty critical learning skills, not having been a server. Um, but other than that, yeah. Yeah. We've heard that from a lot of people of a retail job or a serving position helps with customer service. But, you know, working with McDonald's and training team members, a lot of those things are the same skills that you have to get as a business owner with training mm -hmm. people to do things, how to communicate with clients, all those customer service angles. It's probably a little bit of both there. Yeah. Yeah. And I like I was the manager of the overnight shift. So 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. 
Um, and most managers, the general manager is in the store during their shift because the general manager is there like eight to seven or something like that, four days a week. Um, but every single shift I worked, I was there without the general manager. So I was at like 18, 19, 20 years old, the ranking person in the store. So when people came through our drive-thru, because I obviously worked at a McDonald's in a college town, when people came through our drive-thru trying to order my ties or like complaining about their order, (laughs) (laughs) that like learning those skills at 18 or 19 was definitely helpful. Like mitigating those situations without getting it, without it getting violent. I remember one night a pipe broke in our stock room and the entire, like behind the register area, uh, like all of the kitchen area, all of the like drive-through area and the storage area flooded with water, like an inch of water. Oh man. And I remember like thinking, I cannot call the general manager. It is two in the morning. Like, and just, I just dealing with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those are great skills to develop. Absolutely. Ah, wonderful. Well, knowing what you know now, what kind of advice would you give someone who's just getting started? Oh man. Uh, fail on purpose isn't the right word, but like be, be okay with failing. Some of the biggest lessons I've learned are from not having the right clause in my contract and it biting me in the butt later. Or having a personal situation come up and not communicating with the client and then delivering shitty work because I wanted to deliver on time versus asking for an extension and explaining why and delivering better work. Um, all of those sorts of things. I had one time, like the, the second year of my business, I had set up Stripe to collect subscription payments for my recurring customers to try and make it easier to not collect invoices. And like they had to sign a thing that was like, I'm okay with you setting up Stripe to do this. But because Stripe was still pretty manual at the time, there was no way to like bulk upload transactions. I mistyped a zero. And instead of collecting a $600 payment, I was collecting a $6,000 payment. Uh, And and like navigating those situations, that's a big mess up. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's good advice. You know, we learn a lot from these mistakes. Yeah. Perfect. Well, fun random question I'd like to throw in here. What's one sort of unique or unusual skill that you have? Hmm. Well, I'm a certified scuba diver and I've soloed an airplane. So I've literally seen the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. And I joke that that gives me perspective on things. Absolutely, yeah. Underwater, over air. That's very cool. Yeah. Cool. Well, what inspires you? (sighs) Travel, honestly. I am like a dog with a bone when it comes to travel. If I don't have a trip on the horizon, it significantly impacts my mental health. Like just having it booked to look forward to is crazy helpful. Uh, Like even in the crazy situation we find ourselves in in the world right now, the fact that I have a trip booked two months from now that I'm hoping is still going to go, like has given me so much to look forward to. 
even even though in the back of my head I know it's probably going to get canceled, the fact that I have it to look forward to is helpful. Um, so travel, definitely. Books. I read, on average, like 75 to 80 books a year. I'm on track to read 100 this year. And it's all, I use the Kindle app on my phone and I check them out from the library. And I feel really freaking grateful to live in a world where I can download library books for free on my phone. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> those are probably the big two. Uh, but I'm, I'm also very money and impact motivated, too. So those play a role as well. Absolutely. Those are some, some great inspirations of seeing parts of the world, gaining more of that perspective, learning from books. Yeah. Totally appreciate that. Well, is there anything else you would like to share with us today? Um, I think that's the big one. We, we've nailed it. Very cool. Well, for those folks who are listening who have been inspired or excited by your story, where can people best find you? Yeah. Uh, the best place to hang out with me is on Instagram over at Danny Lynn Fountain. Uh, and if you want to hear more about my story, come hang out on the Side House of God podcast where you're going to be a guest. Uh, so in season four, which is going right now, you are one of our guests. So come listen to that episode and hang out over there. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for being here. And thank you to all of our listeners. This has been Breakfast with Danny Lynn Fountain of Focused on People and All Sorts of Adventures. And thank you for your time here today. Thanks for having me. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much for joining us. We greatly appreciate your time and hope you found value from today. Be sure to share this with someone if you learned something, or let us know if you have any questions by visiting us on Facebook at Pancake Digital Solutions. Thanks so much.